This is the greatest story ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I'm a man on a mission, like Thanos trying to collect all the Infinity Stones. I'm trying to collect everybody's story that just seems completely unbelievable, but is absolutely 100% true. And one person who definitely had an unbelievable experience lately is Charles Calvin of New Chicago, Indiana. Did you ever get that bank error in your favor card in Monopoly? Well, it actually happened to Charles in real life. See, he visited an ATM to take out $200 one day last week, and he decided just for the heck of it to check his remaining available balance to see if his stimulus payment had been deposited yet. And he was shocked to see his balance was actually $8.2 million. Being an honest guy, he immediately decided to call his bank to see what was going on, and before he knew it, his bank account was back to normal. Although he did get his coronavirus stimulus money, so he's got that going for him, which is actually more than me. I haven't gotten it yet. By the way, speaking of the coronavirus... I feel like we have to have a global conversation about people naming their kids after things in the public consciousness because of the COVID-19 outbreak. Now a couple in India have decided to name their newborn Sanitizer in an effort to increase public awareness. Now, first of all, I think we're all aware of the novel coronavirus. Second, don't saddle your kids with a name like that. They'll have to actually live with it the rest of their lives, or at least until they turn 18 and can legally change their name. You've met my son, N95, haven't you? You don't want your kid to get beaten up a lot in school. Speaking of people getting beaten up in school, my guest this week is Matt Lewis. Now, Matt didn't get beaten up a lot in school, at least as far as I know. But he is going to share a story about his experience in a fight in his younger, more impetuous days. Matt is a political commentator for CNN a senior columnist for The Daily Beast, and Matt hosts a great podcast called Matt Lewis in the News. Matt, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thank you. And, uh, you know, this this podcast is all about the, you know, the stories that we tell people uh, that that they're just like, there's no way that happened. Like, they they don't believe us. It's probably won us a bar bet or two uh, in our lives. And uh, so uh, what's your story that you have to share? So my story is when I was in high school, I, uh, I was invited to, I guess it was right after high school and I went to a party and, um, someone, someone came up to me and said, um, I guess I just got there. I felt liberated high school. It ended, I'm having, uh, an underage alcoholic beverage. And someone said, Hey, would you like to see a redneck get his ass kicked? And I said, yes, yes, I would. Um, which shows you what a what an upstanding decent person I was was at the time. Well, I, I think everybody's sort of like that at the uh, you know immediately following high school when suddenly <laughs> you know maybe you've got somewhere to go at the at the end of the summer, but certainly for that summer, like all bets are off. There there are no rules. Uh, this you, was you're pretty much, yeah it's your summer first summer of Matt summer it, of George. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right, I wasn't. I wasn't the, the the fine, upstanding citizen that you see today. Um, but they said, "Do you want to see a redneck get his ass kicked?" And I thought it would be fun. And I went down. Uh, I guess it was down by where we had all parked. And the redneck was my good friend Larry. 
Um, and when I got there, there was a crowd forming and they were sort of cheering on the, the potential for my friend to get to get beaten up pretty badly. And um, and at first I was going to sort of be a spectator in this whole thing just because why not? And I actually thought that it would probably diffuse, right? Like a lot of fights I've seen don't really end up being much fights. Both both guys sort of need to posture and look tough and trash talk a little bit. And then eventually like somebody backs down and it's fine. Well, it really, the, the fight had sort of an introduction. Like, you know, do you want to see a redneck get his, uh, his ass kicked? It's not like there was something really emotionally going on and, you know, they yeah. just ran outside to do it. It was like, there was actually like some sort of a buildup to it. So you would think that there was at least some element to it that was kind of, good natured we're just kind of having fun here yeah and a couple observations before i go any further so first i didn't know that we were rednecks or that my friend was perceived <laughs> as a redneck it's sort of like if you catch yourself in the mirror and you look fat and you're like oh i didn't think of myself that way it's like this was holding a mirror up to the fact that like my friend larry at least if not yours truly was was perceived as a redneck who was certainly going to lose this fight um, so that was a little bit eye opening. Um, but it turns out that my friend Larry kind of deserved this a little bit. He he had just joined the Navy and um, and the guy he had gotten into it, it's such a silly sort of fight. Like the guy well, that well, he was. First of, all, first of all, that's probably, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the summer after high school, all bets are off and everything summer after high school and you just joined the Navy. That, that takes it to a completely different level. Yes, except unless you run into a guy who had just joined the Marines. Oh, yes. Um, and so these two guys who like weren't even in their branch of the military yet were about to have a fight over which, you know, it was basically like a dick measuring contest of <laughs> where they were like whether the Marines or the Navy were the toughest. And um you know, I think Larry had seen the Navy SEALs movie or something, and he was very impressionable by movies. As someone who saw a lot of movies with him, he, he would see a movie, and and I think that's probably why he joined the Navy. But I think he had done a little trash talking, and this guy named Jason, uh, who um, I never met before, he had gone to a Christian school in Frederick, Maryland, um, took umbrage to it, and... Um, and they were about to fight. And Larry, at some point, realized while I was there, at some point, Larry realized that this guy was insane and that this guy was not, in fact, going to back down. And so Larry tried. Larry started trying to um, de-escalate <laughs> the situation. And the guy would not let him gracefully extricate himself from the situation. And. Um, and I think the guy, I don't have a lot of experience with drugs, but I think the guy was on something because he would, he would get calmed down a little bit and then he would get riled up like to 11. And that's when I made my decision. Um, oh, 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 I know. Uh, before that happened, Larry at some point even tried to walk away from the mm -hmm. fight. And this guy, Jason, runs up and he must have been a really good athlete. Because in my memory, at least, it was like, you know, not not the not the boxer, but the kickboxing like karate champion Joe Lewis, 
it was like a flying jump, like sidekick into Larry's back that knocked him down. Like so this Captain guy. Kirk. Yes. Better than Captain Kirk, actually. But it's 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 similar. Uh, it's a similar maneuver. But I would say the form was even better uh, than a young uh, young William Shatner. Um, so that's when I decided to intervene against, you know, against better judgment. But I just couldn't stand by and watch my friend get destroyed. And of course, now keep in mind, this whole time there's an assembled crowd that's essentially a mob. Like they've got like lanterns and you know pitchforks, and they're 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 rooting for a fight to happen. They're they're Matt, yeah. Matt, if people had actual lanterns and pitchforks, I think there may have been something to you guys uh, being rednecks. <laughs> okay, this is some of Not this may be. Some of this is 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 admittedly, uh, you know, fictionalized in in my memory. But suffice it to say, the crowd was not attempting to deescalate. Right. The crowd, the crowd they were was. Told uh, there was going to be a fight, and they they wanted yes, a fight. The crowd's egging it on, uh, which was certainly not helpful to my cause. So I get in, and I I go up to this guy Jason, and I just start saying like, "Hey, look, man, obviously." Uh, you're you're gonna win this 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 is even a fight, my friend. You know he said some stupid stuff. Uh, you could probably beat us both up. Let's just you know let's just forget about this. And he would like this guy Jason would would actually calm down for like thirty seconds, and then like flipping a switch, he would go back to like eleven. From a one to ten scale, he was on eleven, and he was just off the hook, insane, ready to like throw down. And then I would talk him down again. I would deescalate it. And it was all self-effacing, you know, just like, hey, this isn't going to prove it. You're going to beat us up. That's that's not going to prove anything. We're, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing whatever I can to talk this guy down. And this isn't even my fight. I don't even actually, I don't feel dishonor, <laughs> any dishonor or shame because it like wasn't my fight to begin with. Um, right. So that's why I'm more than willing to go out of my way to just, you know, completely throw both of us under the bus in terms of our manhood. Because, yeah. uh, hey, you know, it wasn't like that scene in The Simpsons with the bar fight where the guy goes, hey, you, let's fight. And the other guy goes, them's fighting words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then Homer like breaks a bottle off on the edge of the bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, like this guy was insane. And like he, he like for all I know, he had a knife. He had a gun. He was talking a lot of smack um, and we believed every word of it. And it's funny because he went to a Christian school in Frederick, Maryland. Later, I, I um, by the way, later, he like two years later, he died in a, in a car accident, um, which which is a weird sort of karmic thing. Um, but but well, I, I thought you were going to say he became, you know, like, <laughs> a, a, you know, small town sheriff or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that would ma- that would actually make just as much sense. Or he became like a, a preacher uh, in, in the town. No, um, somebody told me that it makes sense that he went to this Christian school because like a lot of kids, really bad kids get kicked out of public school. But if their mm-hmm. parents are rich, that's the only place they can, you know, basically send them as a private school. And that tends to, to be why a lot of bad kids go to Christian schools. I don't I don't know if that's the case with this guy. But um, I think he was from an affluent family, but he was incredibly insane, uh, saying things that would make a sailor blush. The things he threatened <laughs> to do <laughs> were things I can't repeat. Um, and this, I mean, this, this, this happened 
I would say this process happened four to five times where I would talk him down, calm him down, and then he would just immediately go back to like, gonna he's going to murder us. And finally, my friend Mike, and by the way, I'm still like Facebook friends with with all my with Larry and Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. My my friend Mike, who is just one of these guys who was just an old soul. He uh, I, when he was 15, the celebrity he most resembled was Colonel Potter from Mash. Like <laughs> he was just a cynical old <laughs> guy when he was 17, and he drove some like big huge Buick. And this is like the early 90s, but, you know, anyway, my friend Mike had somehow gotten his car and maneuvered it, pointing outward. And at some point after I calmed down Jason, Larry and I saw the car and just took off running like little schoolgirls with our tails between our legs, jumped in the car and escaped. And that... There's been a lot of crazier things that have happened to other people, like my neighbor getting murdered, for example. Um, but in terms of me, something that I still remember to this very day, that is definitely one of the craziest things that has happened to me. That definitely seems like it would be up there. Yes. Uh, and it, 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 it worked out. I mean, this thing could have escalated. <laughs> this could have ended much worse than it did. We we got out of there with nothing bruised but our egos. Um, but it could have been a lot worse. Well, yeah, in the uh, the, the Navy, their um, you know their reputation may have taken a little bit of a hit. <laughs> Maybe for, today, for all, yeah, today. It seems like seems like they've bounced back just just fine. They did well, and in fairness, uh, Larry didn't. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't make it long in the Navy. I, I, I don't think he. Uh, served out his entire uh, commitment to them. So, um, but I remember his brother who also saw the Navy SEALs and uh, taking these cold shit, like like he would, he would take baths in high school in ice cold water uh, to try to prepare himself. And it's funny because then many years later, I listened to the book by Rob O'Neill, the the Navy SEAL who, who killed bin Laden. Yeah. And he advises, whatever you do, don't take cold baths before you go into the Navy SEALs. It will not help acclimate you, uh, and it's just a waste of time. Enjoy the hot bath while you can. You, you know, come to think of it, uh, in, in the same way that uh, I believe everybody has a, uh, you know, a crazy story from their life, uh, it seems like uh, every high school class probably has that one person who says that they're going to be in the Navy SEALs and is doing weird things saying, oh, I got to get ready for this. Yes. Like it seems like that's actually also a pretty universal thing. Well, when I was growing up, it was more the Green Berets uh, because of John Rambo and First Blood. But at some oh, point, yeah. some point early, I guess, late 80s, early 90s, the Navy SEALs took over and uh, and here we are. So but um you know, look, Larry, you know, Marines are tough and I, I would not mess with them. So let's <laughs> simplify. So uh, life lessons from this uh, don't mess with Marines. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter how wild and crazy your high school uh, days may be, you can still uh, turn out to be a fine, upstanding citizen like Matt Lewis. Yeah, you can. And, and I would say, too, uh, don't talk trash, which is what I think my friend was guilty of doing. Um, 
don't uh, if somebody says you want to see a redneck get his ass kicked, don't say yes. Don't enjoy, uh, you know, that sort of schadenfreude of watching someone get beaten up, especially if it's someone you have literally don't even know who they are at the time. Uh, Other advice lessons. Oh, yeah. Here's here's maybe the most important one. I do believe in honor and uh, that. Look, here's the deal. If I went to school and there was somebody who said, um, Matt, give me your lunch money. Well, then we would probably have to fight because other if I give you my lunch money today, you're going to take my lunch money tomorrow. And then every day you're going to take my lunch money. And like that can't happen. So I feel like we're going to have to, you know, resolve this. But mm-hmm. if this is someone that you're never going to see again and uh, they have a crazy reason to want to beat up your friend, um, I feel like, you know, basically becoming a huge wimp. <laughs> is it perfectly arguably the best move uh to extricate yourself from that situation so yeah you, you may be a little embarrassed at the time but uh i don't think anybody's actually going to uh think less of you in the long run for for having done that it's not yeah. like like 10 years 10 years on you're going to be interviewing for a job and and the person's going to be like oh well i i heard you back down from that fight 10 years ago when you were in high school yeah well, and, you know, somebody told me, um, you know, that, that there's a Navy SEAL, Jocko. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's very famous. Uh, that I, I, I'm told that Jocko says that if somebody wants to fight him, he runs away. Like, that's his first move. If you can get away, get away. Mm-hmm. Um, because you never know who that person is or what they may do or how it's going to go down. Um, and this is a guy who's tougher, like one of the toughest people <laughs> in the country and his advice that's his advice so uh yeah point well taken well thanks so much for sharing your story matt hey man thanks uh for having me and uh, congratulations on the podcast thank you remember to check out matt's podcast matt lewis in the news i think just about everybody has a story about being involved in something stupid during the waning days of high school Fewer people, though, have a story about flying two former U.S. presidents around in a helicopter. Next week, I'll talk to my friend KJ, who did just that, and a few other shenanigans when he was a helicopter pilot in the Marine Corps. If you think it can top any of those stories, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, please help others find the show by sharing it on social media and also rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and wherever you get your podcasts. Gabatron 